Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Matt and Brett Love Comics. Uh, this is Matt. Hello, this is Brett. And, uh, and we're really excited to have uh, two wonderful people on the show with us today. Uh, first off, uh, returning after a, a brief hiatus is uh, the wonderful Ms. Nicole Dressel. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you guys? Uh, doing really well. We haven't seen you since November. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. No. Uh, you walked out. You were like, I, just, I, will, I left, and I don't like the tone of this conversation about <laughs> women like, in comics. Yeah, I don't like day. how this Wonder Woman conversation went. Yeah. Uh, so it took a while to coax you back in mm-hmm. and on, Mike. Uh, we're really happy to have you. Are you, uh, are you excited to be here? I'm very excited to be here. That's that's called putting someone on the spot. Yeah. 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 I like it. Well, I like that this week's selection featured basically no women whatsoever. None. So I was going to have yeah. to struggle to contribute anything. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, we'll see. You 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 have a you have a hard time looking at things from a man's point of view. Yeah. 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 That's not my lens. That's <laughs> not your lens. Um, also joining us today. A uh, very funny comedian uh, performs over at the UCB Theater on uh, on some uh, improv teams as well as sketch teams. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the very funny Mr. Drew Johnston. How oh, are you, buddy? I'm good. Thank you for that introduction. That's really flattering. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the truth flatters. I yeah. suppose. <laughs> well, thank uh, you. Yeah. Um, so, so Drew, we know you. We know you from uh, doing. Uh, doing comedy, doing shows over at the theater. Uh, how's everything going with you right now? Really great, really great. Yeah? Uh, yeah, doing a lot of improv, doing a lot of, uh, uh, touring the country a lot now, like doing uh, Midwest tours yeah. of improv. Yeah, so you're Torco, the UCB Torco team, and what Torco does is you guys uh, are hired out to uh, to fly to colleges or, or uh, corporations and stuff like that to yeah. basically... Just uh, dick around on stage, which is what no. we all do. I, yeah. I don't mean that uh, pejoratively. Oh, no. Well, now no. we're dicking around audio yeah. wise. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is basically improv. Just we're just talking about specific comics. Like that's, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what yeah. this yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. Tour around. I do a lot of Midwest tours, which is fun, uh, and we just do improv. Yeah. So when you, when you say that, colleges. like, are you specifically the guy when they're like, oh, we have we have a show in the Midwest, and they open up the portfolio like GI Joe. And you're like, you're like, oh, it's a Midwest show. Oh. Get Drew in here. <laughs> I think so. There have been. I'm the first person in my family to have ever visited Iowa. Like I'm from <laughs> Seattle originally. Okay. And my entire family has never been to Iowa. I went for the first time a year ago. Like, and uh, since then I've gone four times to Iowa. And Fascinating. Like, no one else on tour code goes to Iowa. I have just like I have to go to Iowa. Guy. Wait, so you're going by yourself and you're carrying oh, these just Iowa me. shows? Oh yeah, I'm just carrying these <laughs> Iowa shows. I mean, other people go who are with me, but I don't. I don't like ask them. Hey, have you been on Iowa trips recently? If I went to Iowa with them, right. like that would be a weird question to ask. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do a lot of Midwest shows for some reason. It's a really weird. And like, I know some of the people go to like. Mississippi a lot, and I've huh. never been. Interesting. Or Missouri a lot, and I've never been. I want to see those files. I do too. Like, if there's, like, specific ways that improvisers perform that makes them more applicable to states. I think so, because uh, Robert Barron did a show in Philadelphia, like, right after we were formed, and Philadelphia loved Terry Withers. And, like, people, <laughs> like, like, people like Terry in general, but it was like they had never seen this sort of stuff before. <laughs> yep. And it blew their minds. Wow. Yep. Who is he this red-bearded yeah. ghost which stands before us? <laughs> yeah. yep. Delivering hilarity. I, I mean, I will Terry. say that I, I the, my worst shows are always in Connecticut. For some reason, Connecticut <laughs> really? hates me. Yeah, Connecticut wow. just despises me. Who does me. Connecticut love? And we'll probably say a name that no one listening to this knows. But yeah, still, yeah. Connecticut fine. loves Jim Santangelo. Okay, but he's yeah, from like Connecticut. Every, oh, but yeah. everyone, everyone loves, loves Jim, Jim okay. Santangelo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard, I don't know, were you at the show? I don't want to alienate 
listeners, but I think this is fascinating at Calvin College. I was, yeah. Because Aaron Jackson told me about this. Yes. So you guys got booked at Calvin College as UCB known for their clean humor. Yes. <laughs> oh, I gotta hear this story. Who yeah, made, I gotta tell this. Who, who made that sale? Uh, I don't know. We don't know. But we, we weren't told, we were like told like we had to get up, it was like a 6am call time, it was a 6am call time leaving too, and we had like, they wouldn't give us dinner until afterwards because we were gonna like talk to the improv students. That's all fine, but it was kind of like, okay... And then they didn't inform us that this was like a very religious school. So, like, so you got there. So you got there like six a.m. We well, we got to the airport at six a.m. Sure, we got to the school at like noon or and something. Where, and where is Calvin College? In middle of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're up there. So we're up way up there. And is this is this like middle of winter? Like, because I know Michigan winters are. Whoa. This was no. Yeah. This was like uh, maybe a month. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, okay. it was like yeah. it, there wasn't any snow, and it wasn't that bad. But we had to wear jackets. Sure, sure. Windies <laughs> as well. Get up. But uh, talk more about your jackets. My ja- oh, my jackets <laughs> are very wonderful. <laughs> wool. Um, but no, we get there and we uh, we get off the bus, or they they like shuttled us from the uh, the airport. Uh, we get there. We we walk into our rooms. We don't know anything about Calvin College. We walk into our rooms. <laughs> All of our hotel rooms are in the school. They all have Bible verses above the beds. And we're like, oh, what's going on? Painted on the wall oh. or framed? What did you, framed. What did you okay. get? Which one did you get? We like, all got the same one, but like it was something about being really nice. I can't remember oh, what it right. was. I'm okay. not a religious guy, so it was weird. Pious. Pious. I'm in the pious, pious suite. I'm in the pious suite, guys. Yeah. Oh, I'm in, I'm in Exodus. This is going crazy. Um, but we leave there, and then we're like, what's going on? Did you guys have Bible verses in your bed? And we're like, yeah. Oh, that's weird. We walk to the cafeteria to get lunch, and there's a neon... Dove holding a neon olive branch uh, in the cafeteria, and we're like, "Oh, what a wait! Wait a second. And then we open up the paper, and it says, "UCB Comedy, known for their clean comedy, is here to do a show." And like, we like Aaron Jackson is a good friend of mine. We went on teams together. The amount of times we've got done giving each other fake blowjobs on stage, is yeah, like astronomical. <laughs> I remember the first the first scene that I saw the two of you do was when you both. You sat down to dinner, and uh, you told him to finish his food, or yeah. you were going to summon the devil. Was, yeah, we were devil worshippers. That was yeah. first show. That yeah, was yeah. our first show on yeah, at UCB, at Hellmite, yeah. and yeah. we were devil worshippers. Yeah, yeah. And now, <laughs> two years, fast forward two years later, we're, we're doing clean comedy at a school where we're like, well, is it very Calvinist? Like, we realized that it was named after John Calvin. We're like, is it really Calvinist? Like, oh, no, not that Calvinist. It's only like 60%. We're like, that's more Calvinist <laughs> than I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I just, I love that you found out by opening a newspaper, which is such like a movie reveal. Yeah, like, I know. Nobody, yeah. Yeah, I'm imagining like you world. open it, like the camera pan, like zooms in on you, like eyes wide, like, go, 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 go. Yeah, I know. It was great. Yeah. Uh, and you know what the funny thing is? Uh, it turned out to be one of the better shows I've ever been involved with. Like, yeah. really? We, yeah. We, were, we didn't swear. We weren't allowed to swear. We weren't allowed to really do overt sexual stuff. Like, we finally, we found this out because of the mic check. We're like, let's push boundaries. And uh, <laughs> friend, our friend Brandon, was he goes, yo, what the fuck? And, like, immediately everyone doing tech just, like, perked up like a prairie dog. Uh... And uh, the guy pulls aside. He's like, you can't swear. You can't do overt sexual stuff. We advertise this as, like, adult clean. And because we were so worried about it, it 
we were so focused on that and we didn't think about like, oh, let's get them on our side. We're just like, okay, let's not do anything dirty. That's all we were focusing on. And it turned out to be one of the better shows I've ever <laughs> oh, wow. seen. Oh, wow. Oh my yeah. god, that's hilarious! It was nuts. It was nuts. Well, I assure you that there are no Calvinian restrictions on today's <laughs> okay. show. No. Great. Uh, this <laughs> week's pick is uh, Quantum and Woody issues one through five. Uh, this was when I was a teenager, one of, if not my favorite comic book. Um, yeah, 1997. 1997, published by Acclaim Comics. This was uh, Acclaim, just like the video game company. A little bit of uh, quick history here. Oh, there was wow. a. Yeah, there was a comic book company called Valiant Comics in the early 90s, started by a guy named Jim Shooter. And they were, they were really successful in the early 90s. They had these very story-driven, uh, story-driven books, and eventually uh, Jim Shooter was forced out of the company by, the, uh, by his business partners. And immediately after that, like the quality of all the books just fell apart. But... Um, eventually, the, because of the market collapsing and the, the company itself falling apart, they were sold to Acclaim in the mid-90s, and, and Acclaim basically canceled all of the books, restarted them, and added a few new books. And this was one of the new books ah. at the same time that they had relaunched the other titles that people had already known about with sort of new spins on them. And this was, this was a new series created by a writer named Christopher Priest and his friend, the artist M.D. Bright. And they, uh, I, I thought it was one of the coolest collaborations that I'd ever seen. I feel, like, I feel like I've always wanted to write a comic book, but there's no reason for me to because the book that I would have written is this. And it was yeah. already written 15 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, clearly, I'm a huge fan of this run. I would, uh, I would love to know now, though, uh, what your overall thoughts were on the on the book. Um, let's start, uh, Brett. Why don't you uh, why don't you jump off? I remember. I only read Marvel 1997. I remember reading Wizard magazine, uh, and Wizard magazine talked about Quantum and Woody a lot. Like, I feel like they had like panel of the week or like because Wizard was a comedic magazine. That's why so, I picked it up was, yeah, so like Quantum was because Woody Wizard was, was talking about it. Right up there alley. So I always wanted to read it, um, but I never did because I was a Marvel zombie. Uh, I did read... It's weird reading this because Christopher Priest ended up writing Deadpool yes. when Joe Kelly left. And I remember, oh, it's the guy who wrote Quantum Woody. I heard that's funny. Maybe I like his Deadpool. Joe Kelly's Deadpool is one of my favorite things of all time. Yep. How you feel about Quantum Woody is probably how I feel about Joe Kelly's Deadpool. Yep. There's a lot of words in here that are very specific to... <laughs> Half of this conversation is looking at us with glazed eyes. We yeah. will pull you in in a second, yeah, I promise. Uh, but anyway, I remember reading Christopher Priest's Deadpool and being like, oh, this is nowhere near as good as uh, Joe Kelly's. What is this? This is not funny. Blah, blah, blah. And then reading this, Quantum Woody, this morning in a Panera Bread plug, they don't give me any money. Uh, I was like, oh, I see why he was picked to write Deadpool, because I actually did laugh out loud in a Panera at some of these moments. Um, I was shocked. Not shocked at the heavy racial overtones. Not undertones. Overtones. Yeah. And and not, not saying that from a judgy place, because I am a white, upper middle class male. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Oh man, I feel like I'm just like on icy tiptoes. Well, well, Christopher Priest is a is a writer who's never sort of shied away from no. controversial issues. Even when he was an editor at Marvel, there are yeah. stories about him. Uh, he is an African American man, and uh, there there are stories about him. Uh, you know, sort of. Uh, 
um, there, there's a great story about a pitch that he wrote that was similar to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but was just overtly about black teenagers and he had like pitched it to Marvel as like uh, you, this is the type of stuff that you push through are you going to push this through yeah. um, I and my god I wish I would have uh, remembered that actual yeah. story before right now so I'm not giving vagarities Anything, but yeah. uh, but he's, he's never been one to shy away from those sorts of things so I uh, so Drew and Nicole <laughs> you guys have sort of the you know, the least... Uh, Drew, you've never really... You don't really have a comic book background at all, right? No, I, I grew up with, like, knowing like the X-Men uh, cartoon, yeah, which sure. I loved. And because of that, I, I researched all the characters, but I never... I could never figure out how to read a comic book when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I would get too fed up about if I had supposed to go down or, or right. And oh, I, got right. So, I was such an anal kid that I was like, I can't read this. It's not in a it's not in a linear thing. <laughs> that, that makes sense. So, and I, actually, it took me until I read The Watchmen when I first moved to... To yeah. New York before I was like, oh, this is actually easy to read. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fun and easy to read. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So I don't know. I I'm not. Uh, I'm not a big avid comic book guy. Um, it's it was weird to me to read uh, the the self referential tendencies that the that the yeah. um, book had. Yeah. Um, because like even in the beginning of what like five, they talked. Uh, a lot about how they they exist in the comic book, and they like they yeah, knew the, they existed in the comic oh, book. It at was the like, beginning of issue four. Yeah, four, they right? That yeah. Talk about like words they can and cannot say in comic books, and they yeah. get really. Christopher Priest makes a point of like, oh, it's totally okay for people to say these words, but when it comes to the N word, you can't say that or something. I've, there yeah. was a point in there that went over my head. I don't know, guys. I'm dumb. Yeah. Well, what was interesting to me is that they'd already used the N word in a previous issue. Yeah, the first, first issue. issue. It, was, yeah. it was the first issue. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I wonder if after they used it in the first issue, there was a massive or I blowback. Or I think it's just the issue five was not like one panel. It was an entire uh, story that yeah. dealt with the word. Yeah. 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 So, so, uh, you know, you guys are certainly pop culture savvy. So, what what were your what were your thoughts about this book, good or ill? Uh, how did you how did you feel about these issues, and, and what did you think, <laughs> Nicole? I Nicole think... has a face. Oh uh, yeah, I, think... I hate Woody so much. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was reading this. I was reading this, I hate and it. I remember Nicole Nicole hates Why the Last Man because of York Brown. Exactly it. And Woody. Oh my god. Woody is the prototype of York Brown. Yep. Basically, yep. Woody is that. Male character, that yep. stock male character. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Say it. What's going on? <laughs> no, that's it. I just, I hate him. I'm so over that guy. I'm yeah. so over that like mid twenties, like you know, charming, but like can't do anything right. But like so charming, it's okay. <laughs> Nothing redeeming except for the fact that sometimes he's funny and probably he's like comic book good looking. I just, I hate that guy because I think you're only supposed to like him if you can identify with him and I can't identify with him. Yeah. And so I just, I hate him. Yeah. I hate him so much. He um, is what the seventh and eighth grade boys reading right. comic books want to exactly. be. Exactly. Like I would have been all over yep. that character. Yeah. I was. Yep. And I hate him <laughs> and find virtually nothing redeemable about him. Yeah. Um, there isn't much. I think if I yeah. really dug down deep, I guess he probably cares about quantum. You start to get that sense as the issues go on. Yeah. But, like, you really have to push to find that in the first few issues. And I like Quantum a lot. Um, I don't buy their early friendship. I almost don't know that I feel like there needs to have been an early friendship between the two of them. Yeah. I also don't buy Quantum's baggage about him. Yeah. I don't buy that Quantum... And maybe it's not fair of me, but, like, that one panel where some kid tells... Um, 
tells Eric that his friend probably moved because he's black, and apparently that then Eric believed it and was scarred for the rest of his life because of it. Yeah. Ah, there was just a, it was, I think we didn't have enough background between those two characters for me to totally buy it, or enough background about the town that they were in for me to totally buy that, that one panel. That because so much of his character identity hinges on. Most of the first issue is showing Quantum and Woody as children, like as like ten Teenager. year olds. Are yeah, they children? like no, they they like probably like thirteen. Yeah, They're yeah, probably yeah. like yeah. middle high school. And they seem to be like not friends, but it seems to be one of those like we go on adventures together. We yes. like we have that type of friendship as young yes. people where we would like we get into mischief, we fight a right. lot, we get into mischief. Right. And so much of issue one just shows them like just like looking in on girls, like getting right. in on trouble with each other. Right. And then that panel comes out of nowhere when yeah. Woody leaves and that this random kid says, We left because you're an N word and yeah. Oh no, I think he just said he left because you're black. Oh black, okay. Yeah. No, uh, it's Woody who uses the N word later as a joke. Yeah. Which like I can't even start to understand. <laughs> yeah. And like that is a real thing. Like I look at yeah. my friends in high school and like I grew up in a mostly white high school and like we did. Like if our friends were not white, like it was like everybody made jokes about it. Our our friend who wasn't white made jokes about it. We made jokes about it, like we were funny. And then like ten years later you're like, Oh no, we were racist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that was just racist. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like, oh no, Woody's not charming. He's just yeah. racist and we're not dealing with it. That's why I feel the issue kind of contradicts itself because they go through the trouble of showing you how they like spent so much time together, but then in that one panel it kind of negates all that stuff yeah. they had shown you where it was, where it's kind of if they had not shown us shown us them hanging out so much and then had that panel, I'd be like, oh, well, they probably weren't that good of friends to begin with. Right. But they showed you, like, no, they're good friends. And then it was all undone by that one comment. Yeah. And that one comment haunts him yeah. for the rest of... This is the yeah. only real problem I have with the whole thing because I thought it was hilarious and, like, really fun. It's just, like, all that weird baggage just seems I wanted more... To know more about that. I don't know. I want to... And just in general, I want to know more about Quantum. Because I think he's so much, so much more interesting. See... But I think it's also just... It's... To me, I'm sorry, but I would rather read about characters who are actual grown-ups as opposed to characters who can't grow up. Yeah. Oh, sure. Especially when they're boys. Yeah. Sure. Uh, What's what's (laughs) interesting to me is... uh, He's... uh, Eric, to me, is, is sort of that, like, coddled, like, very upper-class coddled, uh, but his dad clearly didn't pay any attention to him. Yeah. Uh, and so, so he's like that sort of classic overachiever. And those are always, those always seem to be the type of people that get their feelings hurt so easily. Yeah. Um, those are the type of people yeah. that he let did those... freak out about getting his suit coat ripped. Yeah. So he, which I thought I, I love that scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have my Thompson blazer. Those, uh, and I love too that that it's uh, that it's that it's three black guys that that knock him down, and he gets into a cab with a black cab driver. Yeah, and he is black, and he says, "Those black guys ripped my blazer." Yeah. And the guy's yeah. like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, it, you know, to me, the the I think I was having trouble with the the, the book. There were moments of it that I thought were hysterical, and moments yeah. of it that I thought were like really poignant and like good moments. Yeah. But I, I had trouble, like, with it as a whole about, like, I don't know if it knew what it was trying to do. Like, the, the book as sure. a whole, you know? Because yeah. like, there were parts of it that was like, is it a comedy? Are these guys real superheroes? Do they have powers? Or are they just yeah. regular human beings that everyone knows that they exist or as superheroes? Or, like, what world do they live in? Yeah. I, I was getting yeah. confused That's by true. that. Like, because it was like... 
there's no other superheroes in this world. And like, well, there is that one dude dressed like a ninja in the arcade. Oh, after yeah. I assumed stopped. he was for promotional purposes. Oh, uh, see, so right? that is actually yeah, yeah, getting that guy, paid. That was hilarious. No, so he gets, that, there's a joke about him getting paid five dollars an hour. To yeah, do what he's doing. There's um, <laughs> that is actually that was a redesign. So we were talking about how Valiant was like restarted, yeah. and one of the characters from the original launch. Uh, he was a character called Ninjack. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he was like this techno ninja or something. And he was one of the relaunch characters. And when they relaunched him, they relaunched him in that outfit. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was sort of a joke. And that right. was them making fun of oh. a character oh. in their own universe. Okay. But it was still... I, I, I was I was reading that and I was wondering what your reaction to that was going I just to be. Thought, I just thought it was making fun of a guy in a dumb suit. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. still readable. Which I, I, think, yeah, I think it does still read. I thought it was yeah. satire. See, I thought it was. I was when I saw it, I was like, oh look, it's another it's another superhero. Yeah. Maybe it's going to flesh the world out a little more. And it was like, nope, he's an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, all we got. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. That was the weird thing. Is like they don't and the, they get powers by. Both of their dads, both Quantum and Woody's dads, worked for a corporation. Mm-hmm. They both died in a helicopter crash, and it was like, that's too big of a coincidence. There had to be something more to it. Sure. Uh, they get a lead, and Quantum and Woody go after the lead, and they go to their dad's lab, where they were working on this giant like magnetic thing, mm-hmm. and the guy that they think killed their parent, their dads, traps them in there, turns on a thing, they get, you know, the classic superhero thing, where, like, the mm-hmm. magnetism... Whatever, whatever. Blah, and then blah, they have blah. to like bang their bands a day to stay human and not dissipate. Right. Yeah. Um, but they. But aside from their bodies, like, because like when they meet the next day, like they're both missing their legs, like yeah. their legs had evaporated, yep. and they had to yeah to get their bodies back. They don't establish. Oh, also, this gives them powers until like the right. fourth issue when they discover that their bands like shoot lasers, or the right. fifth issue, like it takes yeah. a while. Yeah. 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 And there's other things too, like like I don't know how Quantum uh, understood immediately that he had to bang bands with uh, with Woody. Like it's almost like in 24 hours his legs started evaporating, and the first thing he is go, says is, "I gotta go bang my band against Woody." <laughs> like, if my legs, if I woke up and my legs were just invisible, I would be freaking the fuck out. Like yeah. I'd be calling Yo, the yeah. doctor as soon yeah, as yeah. I could. So it's just invisible though, because it seems like they're still structural. Well, no, they're, still they're actually they're, are they floating? There, I. I believe that they were floating because okay. what's actually happening is that their their molecules are dissipating right. and they're going okay. to like if they don't bang their bands together every 24 hours then they will dissipate into energy and die yeah. you said that like anybody in this room understands the phrase their molecules are dissipating and what that might mean <laughs> yeah. well, uh, I, I assumed we all did yeah. we've all been in those situations where right. we've been trapped in a lab, lab and bathed in yeah. blue chemicals yeah, people oh, just yeah. made up of molecules yeah, yeah. Oh, my mom's a chemistry teacher. I used to do this when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to lock myself in the garage and yeah, bang bang your bands with your brother. Yep, that's why I have to live with my brothers because we have to keep banging (laughs) our bands together. Yeah. So, so, so it seems like you guys weren't uh, weren't as into it as into this story. Or were you? What did you? Okay, I think the three of us. I feel like the the okay. My thoughts. I don't do well with them. The comedy parts of it I loved. Were you guys on board with the comedy parts? Like, did you, as comedians, did we think it was funny? There were parts of it. There were some comedy parts that I thought were hysterical, and other ones that I felt were a little forced. Like, sure. the one moment that I, in my brain, was like, that's hysterical, was the, uh, Whenever they play with a panel and they just keep doing the same drawing over and over again, is that yeah. am I like when right uh, like when yeah. Quantum jumps out the window yes. to the car, yes. down yeah. to the car, car, and he just sits and in the he car, sits there and waits in a passenger seat. And there's something about him just sitting there at that angle, like yeah. drawn in profile. I was like, yeah. oh, he's waiting for the passenger. 
But no, the then it's revealed that he's just waiting in the passenger seat. Yeah, yeah. That'd be so funny. Yeah, because Woody had gone down the stairs and yeah. comes out and is like, "What is your deal? Why are you? You had to like have a dramatic exit." I thought that was so funny. Yeah, like, yeah, that was great. Yeah, um, and the fact I love that because it was dedication. Okay, like as improv as improv comedians, one of the things that we like struggle for to get is the commitment and like you can be bombing, but as long as you're committed to it, yep. like don't sell it out. And I feel like that was. The comic book equivalent of that, because you have a limited space in a comic book. You have 22 pages. And they dedicated two whole pages to this one joke of yep. him jumping down, getting in car, waiting, Woody coming down, like, walking. Like, it was, I loved that. Yeah, it was really like, great. you wasted two yeah, pages yeah. of this, and it was great. And it's also the thing that I loved, that I kind of wish it did more, was, like, play with, like, kind of mock the reality of most comic books. Yeah. Like, I don't know comic books that well, but, like, yeah. when I think of superheroes, I think of them... Diving out of things, jumping in the car, and zooming off. Yeah, yeah. And I would love to see that happen more in this book. I like, think sure. Woody is best served when he's undercutting how seriously Quantum is taking yes. this yeah. thing that yeah, they're exactly. doing. And he can yeah. do yeah. that. They started to do that more yeah. as it went on. Yeah. I feel like as a character, he can do that. He can serve that purpose while still being a mature, functioning adult. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that could and have probably been... serves that purpose better as a mature, yeah. functioning adult. Yeah. Well, what's 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 cool about the overall arc of this series too? And I know you were saying that you can't stand Woody. Is right. it's slowly uh, the the sort of conceit of the series is that they sort of force each other to grow up mm-hmm. through ah. through this through these actions. And you notice too over the arc of the five issues, it starts to, by the end of the fifth fifth issue. Um, there's a lot more serious than comedy yeah. in yeah. there. And and it slowly it, it slowly builds that way farther mm-hmm. and farther into the series. Well, there there's still a lot of really fun comedy in it, but it, it does it does sort of have that arc of uh, of these two, you know, Woody gets called out on exactly mm-hmm. what yeah. your problems with him are. But just as much, I think Eric is the type of character that is the polar opposite. Like he has created so much rigid structure in his life so that he doesn't have to grow up. And I think that I think that yeah. there's something to be said about both of those. Like you mm-hmm. you can you can create so much structure in your life that you appear to be like a fully functioning adult, but it's really just another excuse to not you know deal with emotionally what's going on with you. And I think yeah. that that's sort of what that character is whereas Woody who's this uh you know like lower class sort of uh, dirtbag mm-hmm. upbringing who was very, uh, you know, he wound up he wound up moving away and having to live, like, in an apartment building with just his mom, and it was, you, you know... Just said, you just said apartment building so directively. Yeah. Well, I, I was <laughs> hoping... You grew up in an apartment. apartment. Building of apartments. <laughs> uh, this apartment They shared building. walls with strangers. Yeah, let's uh, all be clear. We all live in New York City. We all live in so They all we shared all. the same yeah. key to the building. Yeah. are having babies in it. Yeah. That's Oh, my offensive. God, you guys. Um, but... <laughs> But he was sort of this, uh, you know, he, he had that, like, completely unstructured right. upbringing that yeah. led to the point that uh, that he's this sort of, you know, wandering a-hole in his, right. yeah. in his mid-20s. Yeah. Um, uh, the other moment it, I thought was hilarious was, I think, in issue two when they were climbing up the building. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. well, I didn't, I, I didn't find uh, what he's constantly talking about, his junk getting... Bunched up because of the rope. Right. Oh, was that junk? was junk. Yeah, I feel like well, it was, no, it was no, a wedgie. It was a wedgie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like it was. I don't know. But yeah, I think he, he brought it up that it was. Yeah. It was. You could. You could see that yeah. it was kind of him. 
subtly referencing his job. His, yeah. But I did think it was funny that he threw up in the air conditioner <laughs> that they were, like, hanging off of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought that entire sequence was pretty funny. Uh, also, the goat. I thought the goat was funny. I want more of that goat. Oh, the, the, goat, the goat. The goat's funny. Oh, the goat. The goat was a sensation. The goat had its own spin-off book. No. <laughs> Swear to God. Swear to God. The goat started appearing in other people's books because everyone wrote in after that issue and were like, we love the goat. It got its own nickname. What's the, uh, what's the nickname? They, they had a write-in. They had a write-in campaign and the winner got, I think, drawn into an issue or got like a drawing of them what? with Quantum Woody and the goat. Hades. H-A-E-D-U-S. Which was an acronym for uh, I'm gonna ha- I'll look it up while we're talking, but that was the goat's nickname. Wow. Opinions on the goat, Nicole and Drew. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, like uh, I wanted the goat. Did am I forgetting? The, did the goat show up in issue five? Did he just because he's here, right? The third or fourth one, right? Uh, yeah. He was in the background of the warning, I think, that they yeah. had the disclaimer wearing okay. his mask right. and cape, which yeah. I think yeah. is just funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it, it. I think it fits with. Uh, uh, you know, just, I don't know, the goat, like, feels like it should serve more of a purpose than just be a cool little side story, right? Yeah. Like, if they if they invite it in, uh, I think this is, and you know, I think this is going back to my other issue with it, which is, like, I just wanted it to real to figure out what it was. Like, yeah. I wanted it, like, in the first three issues, I thought it was such a, such a clear, like, um, uh, funny thing of, like, they're trying to solve this one case, but they're in you know, fighting the Cold War, like, without knowing it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're solving horrible, like, crimes against humanity without yeah. knowing it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that's so that funny. funny. I think they needed, like, with the goat to include the goat in that and, like, make the goat more of, like, a... I mean, how funny is it if the goat ends up killing Hitler? Like, we're yeah. not in the 40s, but, like, if yeah. there is, like, a goat that they have that 1997's Hitler. Yeah, like, accidentally, yeah. The Pol Pot. I mean, the Pol Pot yeah. wasn't around anymore. Saddam Hussein? I'm cool with them just getting saddled with a goat. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, but just cool to be too. clear, the goat was for hostage purposes. Uh, initi- well, initially right? it was to get the monks to talk. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> the yeah, goat. See, we laugh. I like it. Yeah, the no, goat. I'm, by the way, Hades stands for heavily armed espionage, deadly uber sheep. That's the best. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, That's there's the there's a goat in action figure, which like reading these back, I realized that I need to find it on eBay. Yeah, uh, oh, in they, action figure. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like a little PVC statue of the goat with its mask and a cape. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the goat was the goat was a huge sensation uh, in in the late nineties. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the monk stuff. That's so funny. That is a really funny way to get. Yeah, it. Well, was, well, I also love the fact that like they okay they go to Tibet to find the monks and then while well, like to find out where this powder had come from, they try to like oh well they find this dagger and then they're like okay well we're going to Egypt and then they're in Egypt for three panels before Woody is like yes it's made in Taiwan it's not a real dagger yeah. and then like oh yeah. well I just I liked the fact that they were only in Egypt for three panels or whatever yeah. and mm-hmm. then out yeah I, I liked uh, I liked to what what I liked too about this book so much is what what you touched on Drew is that it it you know. I think it had a contemporary humor about it while still sending up the the, the tropes yeah. of superheroing, yeah. but not in a way that stopped them from happening. Yes. Like, it wasn't, let's stop this in its tracks, it was, you know, they let's... They still did the thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like the reluctant yessing. Yeah, yeah. Of they still the, played the of game. Of the scenario. It felt, um, like a, it felt like a parody or a satire, but done by people who truly love the genre, you know? Yeah. Like it, yeah, they, they, yeah. They know, they're doing it, but they're subtly commenting on it while they're doing it. It was, I, yeah, I now, do like the, that. The thing that wasn't subtly commented on, which 
I don't know, I keep coming back to <laughs> the... Because I feel like the only thing that was a speed bump for me was just how... A, ugh, I feel I feel icky. I feel like I'm like a white privileged person saying like, hey, black people, you can't have your issues in comic books because they make me uncomfortable. That's not what I'm saying. But I feel like it just seemed so out of place with what they were trying... With like really? what I don't know. Oh, really? no. I, yeah, I didn't think that way at all. I thought what was interesting about that comic was... The, was Quantum Story. Yeah. And yeah. That, that you don't Maybe get that a ton it, in superheroes, especially yes. in the late 90s. Maybe because it wasn't... Like, if, this, if that was the thrust of the series... Whereas I felt the thrust of the series was satirical, humorous take on superheroes, and oh, this was just like I don't think so. I, I, I feel just like because, I wanted like, it from the very first yeah. page. There's jokes of, like race is a dyna- is part of their dynamic. Yeah, it's on like the first page, it's yeah. something Woody's commenting on constantly, and it's something Quantum's just trying to shake off constantly. Well, then I guess I so wanted more. So maybe I'll of it. go back and I'll be more okay with that panel in the bathroom. Yeah. I, I still think it's putting too much pressure on one moment. Yes. But I do buy it. I think I think from I think it feels pretty obvious pretty early on that it is that it, it, it that's a big part of what this comes. Well, then I guess about. I want more of it. Like I want more I feel like it I feel like it it seems like a given like an improv scene when like it's just people not talking about the thing that they should be talking about. Like I guess I just I just wanted Quantum to just like say Woody like hey I have like just talk about it and deal with it or like, I don't do know. more I'm of it. I'm kind of okay with not talking about it because I think that's also part of Quantum's deal is not dealing with things. Yeah. But yeah. there are so many moments in there that get glossed over in a good way and then just come be become a part of the tension like um, Eric and I'll refer to him as Eric in his pre Quantum days having <laughs> to be forced to get on a bus back to the South Bronx because yeah. they yeah. assumed which yeah, which was black, he must yeah. work there. Did you notice? And then Woody, Woody was the, the one of that shit is is sitting there and stays and talks to Amy. Oh, yeah. so wait, so you know that? Did you notice in the panel before Woody is the reason he gets put no, on the bus? No, I didn't realize that because really Woody's asking and he's and he points his thumb. Oh, I didn't see yeah. that to Eric. As, uh, and that's in the oh, second issue. It's Woody pulling a, a prank on Eric by, oh. by uh, yeah, oh. out like that. Well, and I, I honestly, though, I and wanted then, more of that backstory. I would have yeah. loved to see more of those, like, little, those little segments dispersed throughout so we can kind of get that. Yeah. Because, like, that particular thing, the idea that Woody is the one who's like, Eric needs to get on the bus. Like makes oh, it seem yeah. like that bathroom panel makes more sense. Yeah. I, I now I feel like now I feel like a racist. I feel like Woody. From well, being, because like, it feels and then there's I mean part of, of why Quantum is wearing a mask, which he makes super clear in the um, yes. hostage situation, is because he feels like he's not going to be taken seriously as a superhero if yeah. people know he's black. Yeah, yeah, and that's the that's also the issue where they deal with the N word a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, I do that love really that. Thing, yeah. I love that aspect of it. So, so you, you did, you did like the the sort of politics of the book. Yeah, as it yeah. were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't even know if I would. I mean, politics is kind of the right word. I guess it's, uh, I don't know, questions of identity. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's yeah. fascinating. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it's great. I think it's great. I thought it was. I thought they were. I thought that that was handled really well. Yeah. Um, I think where I'm coming from is. I now try and read comic books where it's like I want to see like strong minority characters be strong without it be commented on that oh it's a thing that they're being strong like I kind of just want us to be in a place in society where like we don't have to deal with this like we can just like have like strong gay people strong black, black people strong women without it being like the story is that they are a strong this person and they are dealing with it yeah. uh, so that's where I kind of read things from and the fact that and I so I feel like 
the story is still, this was still dealt with things in a really interesting way. I guess it just kind of bums me out that this is a story that has to be told. Like, these yes. experiences still happen. I think, it's, yeah. I think it's also still more nuanced than that. It's just not, yes. it's not that Quantum is just, oh, he's a black superhero yes. and, like, it's all kinds of complicated. It's that he is, like, a black upper middle class. Yeah. Has all of that very specific, those very specific issues from that time and place and growing yeah. up then. That I think is, like such a, a nuanced and personal story to be told that I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, it's a weird story. It, it is a story about a, a about an upper-middle-class uh, black uh, guy who is raised and doesn't associate I mean, himself as a black... It's like, basically, he's, he's like, it's, it's basically yeah. if Carlton became a superhero, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. What yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what we were all reading. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and Woody is obviously... Fred, the Fresh Prince, right? He's in he's jazz. Or he's <laughs> jazz. <laughs> this is Carlton and jazz. <laughs> oh man, as superheroes. Um, yeah, I love I love Quantum. Yeah, I think uh, that I, dream sequence is fascinating as shit. Oh, the, the oh yeah, Othello oh thing? yeah, and that that like the bad guy that he's trying to take down is, is somebody who identifies as Othello. Like there's yeah. all yeah. kinds of shit to unpack. Oh, there. oh yeah, and also that like clearly. Like, Amy's been gone. We There's been no reference to Amy. But, like, he has shoe, shoehorned grown-up Amy into his fantasies of what yes. their jobs are. It yeah. blows and my mind. She, and that, that was a big thing in the first issue, right? Like, where Woody's like, oh, yeah, you're so black. You wanted to, you wanted to like, get with a Jewish girl. What's wrong? Like, he, like, really ribs oh. him on that, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. He does. Yeah. Oh, God, Woody sucks. <laughs> Woody sucks. Yeah, he is bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's fast. Yeah, I love it. I mean, issue five is really the one for me where I was like, okay, I'm on board. Yeah, oh, wow, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because that, that that was an interesting jump because it goes from four to five and it opens up at five and it's like whoa, what is wait happening? a second, yeah, yeah. they're like doing espionage, like yeah. what, what seems like the Secret Service, like there's like a whole fleet of people. Yeah, because all four, four ends on a cliffhanger right. of like like Woody smashes his band against a wall and there's this energy blast uh, and they're on a roof and then the final panel is him oh, saying yeah. Eric Eric and. Uh, where Eric was standing is there's just a crater in the roof yeah. and a smoking crater and he's gone. That. I did not even... I'm getting this now. Oh, yeah, I this makes do. so I much more sense, sense to Because me. I started yeah. five and I was like, why? Like, wh- what knocked him out? Why is he laying I on the gotcha. ground when they like get back out? Now I, I didn't it. realize it yeah. was a dream until just now. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they wake also... up. They wake Eric up in the in the alley. Yeah, he's laying there okay. uh, because he got blown off the roof yeah. and knocked unconscious. Well, that takes also, away a lot of my negative I love... comments. I like that. A lot more. <laughs> I, I love. I love that. I love five because I love anything that. It's the beginning. Five starts the dream sequence, right? Yes, yeah. yes. I love anything that when you go back, you realize it was filtered through one character's opinion. So, like the fact that the yeah. senator and the ambassador are like laughing at how evil they are. Yes. Like to yeah. me, I was like, okay, that's like an interesting thing. And then when you go back, and it's like Quantum's perception of those those people, you're like, yeah, yeah that's great, that's hysterical. Also, Quantum, like all of the villains that were being taken out, do not look like. They have they like they all look like super uppity rich yeah. white people. Yeah, and uh, and they're, you're like, oh, those are the terrorists right. to quantum. Yeah, right. I guess I've, I have never read any. Of, now you guys are really helping me out. I'm not a racist. I feel I still feel really. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like this is. A but you are still of, southern. I am. St- oh wow, I'm totally filtering. I'm the only southerner here. Yeah, but every time you say that, I just want to be like, Brett, it's okay, you're gay. I know. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Like, how I'm a woman, so, like, it's yeah. all... You yeah. kind of have to give me a great yeah. assault. <laughs> I hate my hat on. I'm from the West Coast. That's all I've yeah, got yeah. going no, for me. I've got nothing going for me. You got nothing. No. Uh, because I've never read anything like this. Like, right. this is a point of view right. and a perspective that is never 
dealt with. Yeah. And there, I feel like also we, as maybe a pop culture savvy society, have really vilified the um, very special episode. Like oh, that type of like, mm-hmm. like the episode of Full House where like DJ gets a friend with Alzheimer's and it's like we have to stop Wait, the comedy to address. She gets a friend with Alzheimer's? She goes to like an old folks home. Oh, okay. It was and, like, an old gets, no, yeah. Sorry. Michelle, well, Michelle does get amnesia in the last episode. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but anyway. Horse amnesia. Yeah. Which is the oh, best type right. of amnesia. Uh, so, so anytime I'm presented with like issues that oh we have to take this seriously, I'm always wondering like I feel like it's such a tightrope. Like, are you treating this with the amount of reverence and respect it deserves, or are you getting just like really sappy and like kind of selling yourself out to like give this message and like see? But uh, well, two things. One for me, I feel like it's not treating it heavily. It's treating it as just like something you have to carry that's present. Yeah. And yeah. two. Didn't you say like you wanted a panel where where what? Quantum says like Woody, this is what's going on with me? Okay, yeah. So okay. make so, up yeah, your mind, yeah. Brett. <laughs> it's true. Make it's true. I am having uh, a whirlwind of change in my brain right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and what I uh, this also this uh, the relationship between Quantum and Woody is loosely based on the relationship between Chris Priest and uh, and Mark Bright, the artist. Oh, oh okay. wow. So they're very much. Mark they're right. We uh, don't talk. <laughs> they're um, they're they they they're very much both involved in the creation uh, of right. this book. They right. they poured a lot of themselves into mm-hmm. it, and I think I think honestly that uh, to me is also what I think you can kind of tell that by the way that the messages are delivered in this book and and yeah. the way that it's structured. Uh, I really love I really love how they there's there's. Okay, this is what I'm trying to say. The, the the pacing and the structure of the book is very much informed by television, I think. Yeah. Uh, with yes, the way yes. that the way that we will start in one place and then we jump to like yep. in the first issue especially where where we're it's in the past the and then oh, yeah. we jump to the present yep. where they're in the police station yep. Yep. And, and then, then we jump, jump to, to the, the slight past. Yeah, they're yeah. like it's and like then, yeah. 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 I I loved I love those sort of uh tropes like mm-hmm. that and um and I think that it's I think it's very much uh, a contemporary book. Yes. Yeah. In in the storytelling and the and the plotting and the pacing. It's a this was one of the first books. It's it's slower going back I realized that it's a, it's slower yeah. paced than I had remembered. Yeah. yeah. Um there's a there's the, this five the five issues is sort of the slow arc of Quantum coming right. to terms with himself being yeah. taken seriously. Isn't and the last page of five the one where, like, someone calls him Quantum? Is like, you just call me Quantum? Yeah, I am that. It yes. happens that... twice, though. Right? Yeah. No, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It happens with the homeless guy, where it was, like, the first yeah, time yeah, that someone's yeah, actually yeah. called him Quantum. Yeah. I, and I, I thought that was really... I like I think symbolism like that. Is the last one... Is it Woody calling him Quantum? Yes. Yes. Woody, yeah. Yeah. Woody yeah. bursts in yeah. on the last, uh, the last page, top panel, and he has his gun out, and he says, Quantum, don't... Or, Quantum, wait. And he yeah. says, we're okay. And as he's walking out, he says, when you burst in here, what did you call me? He said, yeah. Quantum. He yeah. walks away and says, I am. Yeah. Yep. I thought that was great. It was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also really, I also thought it was really funny when they were in the monk, the monk place. Where was that? Monastery. Yeah. And they were like hanging off of the, there was that whole thing with the helicopter. Oh, no, that was in Switzerland. Okay. Yeah, yeah they, they were in Switzerland. Switzerland. The helicopter thing where like Quantum gets in the helicopter and like, okay, I'm coming at you. And he's like, I'm fighting this helicopter. He's like, that's me, you idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah, thought yeah. that was another funny, hilarious, like, satire moment of, like, I just like when things don't go right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, he's still shooting at the helicopter even though his friend is yeah. in it. I love yeah. Quantum's cheat book. 
Oh yeah, cheap yeah. book of stuff. Yeah, that iPhone, great. iPhone, iPhone, <laughs> iPhone negates it. iPhone gets rid. It's, it's like so. Oh, it's, yeah, if we had it now, they just have iPhones. That's yeah. what the superheroes. Oh still, yeah, he still carries the cheap book in future issues. But there's a there should be like a giant bullet hole through it, right? Doesn't he get yeah. shot or something? It just no, it gets shot the first the second it gets taken out, it gets shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it gets um, it gets shot because Woody pulls his gun out right. and tries to blow through the bulletproof glass in the right. apartment. Oh yeah. And the bullets ricochet <laughs> off and yep. knock it out of his hand. I also, yeah. I really, it's like, what kind of, how much information, how do you decide what goes into your cheat book? Like, yeah, 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 which I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> That's another one of those, like, sort of send-ups of superhero tropes that, yeah. oh, oh, you mean Quantum has a limited amount of space in this tiny little yeah. book, <laughs> but he just so happens to have an entire page on this type of yes. glass. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's pretty uh, great. That's I, I like that stuff. Right. Uh, I think the art in this book is really fun too. Um, cool. I know I know Mark Bright isn't one of the, like the the flashiest superhero artists, but yeah. I, I think that he has a very distinct style. Um, I liked I like the sort of rough edges on yeah. everything. Um, I think the colors are beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. This is okay. Note that this is. I guess this does blow me away because not to get like big two elitist or whatever, but when you get outside of Marvel and DC, the yeah, quality yeah. controls on on books yeah. go out the window. Like yeah. some image books, like Invincible, always looks great. Like the colors on Invincible now does Batman, awesome. Yes. Ryan Otley is a phenomenal artist. But you look at some other current image books, and it's like, oh, this just looks like someone who's like, okay, town on Deviant Art mm-hmm. kind of got saddled with a book. Right. And oh, the yeah. fact that this was a claim, which was not a big two. Wasn't even like it's not even image like it's not even that big, and they still had like yeah they'd fallen pretty art. far at this point too. But, yeah, and it it looks professional like it looks very much it looks comparable to Marvel comics that came out at the oh, time, yeah. which is highly commendable. Yeah, so that's it's pretty great. Uh, yeah, yeah, I um I like uh, I always liked his style, and I think that this is some of if not his best work. And uh, did he do what did he do before this? I know he's he done also big two stuff. yeah he did a bunch of stuff at Marvel. He would do uh, fill in work here and yeah. there. I do remember him doing. Um, I want to say Thor, but I may Makes be sense. incorrect. Yeah. Uh, and he stays on Quantum and Woody throughout. Oh run. yeah, yeah. How long did Quantum and Woody last after the first five? Yeah, Thirty issues? Uh, uh, no, twenty one no. issues. Twenty one issues, and then Acclaim Comics went under. So that was in, in like, 1999, Acclaimed Comics. Uh, they ran out of money, so they canceled everything. And then there was a about big a year later. about, like, people, like, I, I feel like I remember, like, letter writing campaigns, like, mm-hmm. Save Quantum and Woody. Yes. Because yeah. it was, like, uh, such, it was a very, maybe not a hit, but, like, very well-known and well-respected. Power Man and Iron Fist, that was his oh, big thing. Okay. He did, yeah. he did like, the, the 80s run. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Another... Uh, black dude and white guy partnering up. And yeah. Wonder... And if I'm not mistaken, I think he was on that with Chris Priest. Oh, okay. That's uh, going to be great then. Back then, who was known... Chris Priest is not his uh, given name. When he was an editor at Marvel, uh, he went by the name Jim Owsley. Um, oh. And I can't remember if that is his actual name or not. I could probably look it up on my iPhone. Your real name is Jim Owsley, and you change it to Christopher Priest. Like, you're just like, I got all the awesome names. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but, uh, what I... The other thing that I loved, I was talking about how this is a contemporary book, the looks 
the, oh, the man. fashion yeah. in this book. Uh, how have we very nineties? How like, have we gone this long without talking about Woody's hair? Yeah, and yeah. Quantum's mustache. Uh, Eric's, Eric's high top fade yeah. Yeah. with yeah. the large double breasted Bernie Mac suit. Yeah, <laughs> love it. There's <laughs> also a moment where I think it's uh, who was the one who worked for their father. Uh, what was his name? I feel like they all had M names. It was a W. Like, there was like a Magnum and a Warden? No. While we're looking for this, it just came up. I want to say how much I love the Kunta Kinte. Like, that they named the entire (laughs) beginning about Kunta Kinte. Warrant. Warrant, that's it. Yeah. 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 Um, So much. There's a panel (laughs) where he looks, he's dressed like Han Solo. I think it's while he's getting ice cream. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. right? Yep. The black vest and the yeah. and yes. the, the tan shirt. Well, also, like, Woody's hair is crazy. It's like He-Man. He has bangs. Yeah, he does. It is and, like, exactly a Rachel He-Man. cut. It is like, exactly He-Man hair. Mm-hmm. And also... It's He-Man Christopher Scott. I feel like... There <laughs> 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 we go. I feel like, also, we've talked in previous episodes about aerobics wear as appropriate casual wear. And yeah. Woody is guilty of, like, bike shorts and right. tank tops. Tank, it's, it's, tank top over t-shirt. Over t-shirt yeah, yeah. with thick, with thick high socks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then is... he complains when he's wearing boots. He's like, I look like a tranny. It's like, uh, yeah. uh, like I'm sorry, Woody. Uh, <laughs> there is also, there's also, I, I get it, like resident oversensitive person. There is also like a weird homophobia yes. coming from Woody. That, I didn't like, know. We're not a couple. Super dated. Yeah. 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 That, there's a part well, of that's yeah. just like, I'm over it. Yeah. yeah. That joke in particular, also like, that joke in particular, like, they used it every panel for like three pages yeah. or something. Yeah. I was like, all and right, this joke's getting to pretty be old. super clear, it's not that I think that's like ungrounded or like too cartoony. I think Woody is very much a real person. I yeah. just don't like him a ton. Yeah. 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 Him saying, him being very paranoid about people perceiving the two of them as a gay couple yeah. is totally in line with his character. But also just thinking it's funny to keep saying we're yeah. not a couple. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, I mean, honestly. Which, which is sh- S word you that Stephen Moffat is still oh. pulling on Sherlock so like yeah. let's all let's all agree that that's dated and we're over it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stephen Moffat are you listening we're calling <laughs> you out yeah Wait, what is he, this Stephen Moffat and what they're always <laughs> making jokes about like oh no 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 there's something going on between Sherlock and Watson this isn't oh, a date okay. this isn't yeah, well yeah. I mean I'll be honest I still there are a few times where I still think it's funny to like when, when they assume straight guys are gay I mean maybe it's just because me and Noah are constantly confused as being a couple and it's just funny <laughs> are. Oh, yeah. but, but it's funny, funny to me because, because it means it's we, you and Noah and we lose a lot of dates well not a lot of dates I probably lose one date but Noah probably loses a sizable amount of dates because he thinks so <laughs> people to think me that. that's only funny because like that's a terrible relationship oh that would be the worst <laughs> relationship that's such in an the world. unhealthy we are a married couple, but it's just we would be we yell at each other like a married couple all the yeah. time. Yeah, like, this, like, this is my I, writing partner Noah for me. Yeah, uh, well, also, <laughs> I'm Look proud. Oh, but you introduce him as your partner, right? Your I do. <laughs> yeah. So I keep I keep going around introducing. Oh, this is my partner, yeah. <laughs> Noah. Idiot. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I bring it up. Yeah, myself. when you're talking to a girl at a bar and you offer to buy her a drink and then say she has to meet your partner. You're, not only does she have to meet your partner, and then when he sh- he shows up, you're bickering constantly. Yeah, yeah. We, we just yeah. like tease each other, yeah. bicker. Yeah. But also, kudos on us as a as a society that we confuse two guys that look like you and Noah for a gay couple. I'm glad that that's you know nice, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm honestly just, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. honestly just offended that they think I'd date Noah. Like, that. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you date yeah. a guy. Yeah. That you date Noah. Oh, yeah, I'm fine with that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I wasn't offended. Were you offended by the lack of women in this? What are your thoughts on that? No, I'm definitely not offended. I'm not the kind of person who feels like 
we need equal opportunity representation in yeah. every story. But you said yeah. you weren't going to start the podcast until we had two other women in the room, yeah. whether or not they contributed, because there were three guys. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, in real life, not in fiction, you guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> not when it, uh, only when it matters. Um, no, I had no problem with that, because I, I also didn't feel like there was, like, that as a result of it, women were objectified, or they were weird about women. I just felt like there were no, there were no women, and yeah. there was no uh, I think necessary women in the story. The yeah. woman who Woody hit on that held her hands above her head. Oh yeah, he was a real creep with that hostage woman. But at that yeah. point, I had such a long list of <laughs> objections to Woody that I was like, I'll let it go. Uh, how did you feel? How did you feel when he shot the female hostage? There was a part of me where I was like, Oh, okay, so we're gonna deal with like some heavy consequences to these screw ups. But I was okay with it, also not actually being that. Turn Turning out yeah. to be blanks. Yeah, yeah, totally fine with that. Yeah. Um, but actually, dude, so I mean, but to be fair though, I did have a moment where I was like, I don't know, I just think it's like super creepy and rapey for him to be hitting on a woman when she's in a vulnerable place and suddenly like, this has just happened to her. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my god, Russell, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, let it go. <laughs> Uh, I think we're we're starting to wrap it up here. Yeah. Let's uh, let's let's get some takeaways from this. Uh, what do, what do you guys what, overall? What were your what were your thoughts of this reading experience? You know, I will say that the this discussion about it, are arguably a lot of it because I didn't realize that that one section was a dream, uh, <laughs> <laughs> makes uh, makes me like this the the comic a lot more. I I think it is because like I I think that dream segment got me angry because I thought it was a weird tangent that they became real superheroes. Yeah. And now that I think, oh, it's just a dream, I like this, I think this story is a lot more in line with what I wanted it to be, which sure. would be something like a commentary on the superhero genre, but also like they're just kind of falling into it and figuring out what the hell it means to do this. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think it's good. And I do like that it actually balances out a pretty good... Uh, discussion on identity and race uh, with a vi- like a, a good sense of humor about it. Uh, yeah, and I actually I really like that. Like I, I think that that's the best way that we could ever have this discussion is to have a healthy dose of like humor related to it. Yeah, but also know when to take it seriously. Uh, and and uh, coming back from what I said at the beginning about comic books confusing me, other than the dream sequence, <laughs> this one did not confuse me. So that was uh, that was pretty great. Awesome. Uh, love Quantum. Yep. Complicated feelings about Woody. Definitely in for the long haul, though. I love where it ended up. I love where we were at the end of issue five. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I also like talking about it. I feel like just me as a person, I get really uncomfortable when, like, there are serious issues. Like, oh my gosh, people aren't nice to other people. And I get really, like, ugh, like, I want people to like each other. So, uh, I feel like talking about it and discussing it has made me realize that a lot of the things I was just uncomfortable because it makes me uncomfortable that people experience these prejudices and it just makes me feel like, ugh, so I'm glad. It was good talking about it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. seeing that it actually does fit in and makes sense with the whole thing. And I definitely, it's definitely up my alley. It does have that very Joe Kelly Deadpool feel, which is why they got Christopher Priest to fill in with mm-hmm. him. Didn't work out, but he's great here. So, yeah. uh, I want to read his Black Panther run, because he wrote, he wrote Black Panther for Marvel for a Black long Pan- time. Black Panther was good, and you should yeah, pick up I've, the crew after. Well, that's, yeah. these are things that we should do on this podcast later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's a good excuse to yeah. do that. So, I'm, I definitely want to get the rest of it however I can. Uh, I, I also, like, what the fuck acclaim? Like, these are two characters, and I feel like there was enough love that there was no reason why these should not, like, image should snatch these up like there should be like 
well, something needs to happen with these characters. Like, this is a very valuable, awesome thing that I can't believe has gone 15 years and there hasn't been anything else. The problem is the problem is the rights to the characters. Oh, right. Uh, Chris Priest, Chris oh. Priest, and Mark Bright offered to buy the characters back from acclaim uh-huh. about 10 years ago because they wanted to keep doing stories and yeah. people wanted to see them, but uh, but they were basically laughed off. And what are they doing with them? Nothing. And they and need the money, I claim, yeah. like, said absolutely not. Yeah, there's uh, there's, there's story about it, um, and I think if you go onto Priest's website, he he openly discusses it yeah. wow. on his site. It's uh, Yeah, it's frustrating because I think that they're at a point now where they've just kind of given up on the idea of ever being able to do it oh, again. So, oh. Is there a Kickstarter? I was just going to say, I hate yeah. Kickstarter, but I would Kickstarter the shit at word yeah. out yeah. of yeah. that. Yeah. The shit word. <laughs> the S word. Um, <laughs> I also think this would make a wonderful HBO show. Oh yeah. That. yeah! I, I oh, would yeah. love to watch this as an but HBO first, show. first, like this, this feels like one of the funniest movies. Yeah. Of the super, like what, like Kick Ass was trying to be in a way. Or, yeah. Like, what it does, but it feels a little more real and grounded. Yeah. Than like that. better. Yeah. Like yeah, Kick Ass. I have it. problems with some Kick Ass. Well, I'll tell you guys that. that this series continues to be very entertaining, and it gets it gets dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it gets dark. There's some. There is some fun stuff that happens, and then they start to integrate more of the other superheroes ah, in the universe good. into the series right around the same time. And when that happens, uh, there's several issues where they've switched bodies. So Woody winds up in Eric's body and grows his dreads out. Uh, and just just to it just to infuriate uh, Eric, uh, just to infuriate him. And uh, I'm sure just to infuriate Nicole too. Nicole, I've never seen a look on your face this angry. No, I'm not. I'm, no, it's not. It's not angry. And then I have so many complicated. Half of me is like, oh my god. Yeah, well, that's and that's half exactly of me is like, the, that's so great. But that's exactly the type of button pushing that, yeah. that right. I think that is right. that is perfect for that character. Yeah. And then it gets really dark because uh, Magnum comes back and destroys them oh, and it great. gets Exciting. it gets bad before I, it gets better. I also want to compliment Chris Priest. Christopher Priest is amazing. The dialogue in this book is A+. Plus. Like, it is phenomenal. He gives all the characters are so well def- the two characters are so well defined. Their yeah. wordplay yeah. and the way like the lettering and the way that their their cadence like he gets it so well. And Christopher Priest I don't like is kind of toiling away on the sea level of creators and Quantum Woody is tied up in like legal disputes. It's like nothing is fair. Yeah. Let's yeah. go to Kickstarter. Let's yeah. <laughs> start this. This will be what gets Matt and Brett Love Comics off the map. We're gonna bring Qu- Quantum Woody back. Yeah. This is uh this is our you I've been wait my entire life has been building to this moment. And yeah. the yeah. fact that you just said that, yeah. I'm going to become the quantum of this project. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And if, I will take it too seriously and not let it go. If you guys do though, could you do me a favor and have the cover not be the world's worst superhero duo? Like it's yeah. oh, sure. because yeah. that when I read that, I was like, oh, what are we getting into It's not really indicative of the style it's of not humor at all. or what happened. I actually no. didn't, I didn't even catch that. I, yeah. It, yeah. I, it, it just made me so mad. It's the same as, like, I love the show Key and Peele. I think it's a really well-written yeah. comedy show. Yeah. Like, it's clear, it's funny. They talk about stuff in a really wonderful way. Like, they talk about race relations and, like, everything in this great, smart, funny way. But the posters that said, if you don't watch this, you're racist. I was like, I've seen this poster yeah. for yeah, yeah, every yeah. single yeah. show yeah. for the last yeah. ten years. Why is this happening? The same thing is like, 
the world's worst superheroes. <laughs> like Booger Man. I mean, I don't want to. It's just it made me so mad when I saw sure. it. Really makes this makes me wonder if the goat bit on How I Met Your Mother is a reference to the Quantum huh. and Woody Goat. Well, that was like a recurring thing, right? Yeah. Oh, and and I think technically there still is a story to be told yeah, about right? the goat. I don't think we've finished yeah. with the goat. Yeah. As goats. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, you guys, I'm so glad that uh, that you guys seem to enjoy this. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. is, and honestly, this is one of those things that, like, you know, oh, what were your influences as like a comedian? Yeah. It's like, you know, this is one of those things that, like. Highly influenced what I write and and how I write. Uh, so I'm really I was really happy to share this with you guys. I'm really happy that you liked it. Um, Drew, uh, feel free to plug away anything anything you have going on. Let everybody know. Let's do it. Yeah, sure. Uh, I I perform uh, at the UCB Theater uh, every Saturday night at uh, 10:30 with a team called Grandma's Ashes, uh, which is. Uh, well, the, tonight's our first show, but uh, if, if you listen to this, we we will probably be there unless it's a couple of years in the future. Um, this is not going up until 2020. Yeah. Okay, oh, fair. <laughs> so I'll probably be dead. Uh, God. But yeah, um, we'll all be dead. We'll all be dead by then. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, the yeah. Earth is ending in December. Got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so don't um, plug anything for January 2013. That's yeah. fair. Uh, and heart disease. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, and then I'm uh, I'm a part of a, a sketch team uh, with Brett uh, called Everything Rabbits. We go on uh, once a month on. Uh, third Monday, third Monday of yeah. every month, um, uh, and then I'm also a writer uh, and producer for the Chris Gethard Show, which uh, is a, a Manhattan public access show, and it's on the internet at thechrisgethardshow.com. It's spelled Get Hard. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't make don't make that face. You you guys are you guys are a sensation. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. I mean, it's 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 a really great, really fun show. Uh, it's awesome. I yeah. loved being a part of it, and uh, yeah, I write uh, me and uh, Noah, the, my partner. Uh, we are the we're the head writers for the show. We work with Chris and JD Amato. Uh, really fun show. We stream it live every week. Call in, harass us, um, and other than that, uh, yeah, Ashes, Grandma's Ashes, Everything Rabbits, Chris Gethard Show. That's about all I got. Yeah. Nicole? I'm around. <laughs> uh, we can plug Nicole. Uh, Nicole's on a brand new team, brand a new? Herald team. Yep. Uh, called Bucky. Bucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, that performs on Tuesdays at the UCB Theater every Tuesday because they're going to get residency because they are great. Yep. Yep. Um, you, can, uh, you can also catch Nicole on your television or on Hulu uh, on your Hulu yeah. on your Hulu <laughs> or, on, or on iTunes yeah on the uh, on the 30 Rock episode Standard Standards and Practices, Practices. yeah uh, she... she plays Judy Person yep and uh, and knocked it way the fuck out of the park yeah yep. uh, that was spectacular that's what she did in the interim between the last episode she was on and this is that yeah. true yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's really funny yeah, yeah that's what I've been doing yeah it <laughs> took I can't believe it took that long to shoot yeah <laughs> yeah, they've been yeah. shooting for the last three and a half Wait, months. it only took two days? You told us it's been three <laughs> and a half months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm Brett White. You can either listen to the past. I'll plug. I'll keep. I'll do this in every episode. Uh, you can find me at, at Brett White on Twitter. And I have, I'm theoretically going to start having a column at Comic Book Resources called In Your Face Jam. Ah, no way you got... Oh, that yeah. is amazing. Uh, if, if, in theory, I might have to edit this out because I, I until it's published, I'm... Gonna assume it's not gonna happen, but there's talks, um, and everything rabbits, and that's it. I'm st- oh yeah, go. <laughs> I get really nervous during this part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, twitter.com/slash/thematlittle, facebook.com/slash/thematlittle, uh, lefthandedradio.com, and yeah, I think that's it. 
thank you to Ben Regeev for doing everything that we don't know how to do and for being awesome and doing things that, because he listens to this and it's just like a sweet message. Uh, hey, Ben, thanks hey for ben. Like, doing things that I think of like we should do and you do them anyway. And it's just really nice. That hoodie looks nice on you. Yeah. Oh, and that red flannel shirt that you wear all the time. That's it's, great. I like it. I really like it. I said all the time like that was derogatory, but I meant it like I like it. Right? Your desk is well organized, yeah. man. Oh, my gosh. And is, uh... also, Ben also keeps wanting to get us a, a bulleted list of things to say at the end of the podcast because we just ramble. So this is also probably infuriating the hell out of him. Face <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, How you doing? You doing well? <laughs> yeah. uh, Matt and Brett com. You can like us there. It's... Our Facebook page is that website, so like us on there, because I think we have like 13 likes now. Um, Moving up. You can tweet on us at Twitter. Tweet on us at Twitter. Anyway, tweet on us at Twitter. Done. Also at Matt and <laughs> We will have links to purchase the trade yeah. paperbacks. Which in I which... think are out of print, so you're going to have to like go to like outside sellers through Amazon. So we'll get it. We'll, we'll figure it out, guys. We'll figure it out. Yeah. If, uh, if you are interested, please click through from the site. That does kind of kick a little bit of money back to us. Helps keep yeah. the lights on. Um, we will be back next week with another mini episode and the announcement of what our next book pick will be. Until then, I would like to uh, thank so much our guest, Drew Johnson. Yay. Thank you, guys. It was fun. Nicole Dressel. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> She's giving a thumbs up to the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this has been Brett White and Matt Little. We will see you next time on Matt and Brett Love Comics! Yay! Yay. Yay. Bye. Bye. Bye.